Support for WERU comes from Maine Boats, Homes, and Harbors magazine, covering Maine's boats, harbors, arts, and architecture since 1987. Bringing the coast as close as the mailbox. On the web at maineboats.com. It's 9.59 and you are tuned to WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming online everywhere at WERU.org. A Healthy Options special with your host Cynthia Swan is up next. Hello and welcome. We're here today to talk about spiritual healing and in particular to an experience my guest has had several experiences now with uh, the spiritual medium John of God and my guest is Andre Bella you heard me right Andre Bella co-host of Healthy Options and also one of the writers and hosts for the morning program short feature Esoterica Andre Bella is a teacher writer farmer and a big fan of WERU, where she contributes, as I said earlier, to both Esoterica and Healthy Options and today's show. It's nice to have her kind of on the other side of the microphone, so to speak. As a teacher, she has spent many years as a classroom teacher, a family literacy, liter, literacy teacher, and an adult education director. She currently teaches classes on relationships and resiliency at the Midcoast Reentry Center, correctional, a correctional facility for male offenders who are about to re-enter their communities. Andre's interests lie in the areas of spirituality, meditation, integrative health, and psychology. She is a Quaker of the silent tradition and has made two trips to experience and meditate with John of God in Brazil and she's just applied to participate in a 10-day Vipassana meditation course. Now, when she's not involved in all of this, you will most likely find her with her horses, cows, and chickens out at Board Landing Farm watching the eagles soar over the passy. So, welcome, Andre. Well, thank you so much. It does feel different to be on the other side of the, the microphone, Cindy, and it's a pleasure to be with you today to talk about John of God. And I have another guest as well that I want to introduce and bring into the mix. And this is Gail Thackeray. And Gail Thackeray was raised in Yorkshire, England. Gail lectures worldwide doing live appearances as a healer, medium, and an educator. She helps others to connect and develop their own psychic abilities, which is her passion at her home in L.A. She writes, lectures, teaches about mediumship, animal communication, manifesting, and other aspects of spirituality. Gail herself uh, went on her own experience when she traveled to the CASA, the Healing Center of John of God in Brazil. And Gail also is a host of a spiritual TV series and initially thinks that her, thought that her visit to the CASA was one of professional interest. But uh, when she was uh, there, she heard that she was there to be healed too. And she has her book out and also a DVD, John of God, Just a Man. Welcome, Gail. 
Hi, thank you so much, Cynthia, for having me on. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have both you and Andre here to speak. And I'm, I'm, I want to dive right into the topic and, and start with John of God. And I'm going to be uh, kind of, it's like a ping pong match. We're going to be back and forth because I want to speak to you and I want Andre so that we have both of your uh, perspectives of this amazing medium. So, so without further ado, who is John of God, Gail? Wow. Um, well, for me, he's, he's one of the most powerful healers in the world. Um, a lot of people, I don't know if your listeners know who he is, but he was on Oprah. He cured Wayne Dyer of cancer. Um, for me, I was already teaching mediumship and I was in, you know, spirituality. And I'd heard about him and I thought, wow, he sounds amazing, but it's not like I have an illness or anything, so I don't need to go. <laughs> and I ended up going. Um, I ended up having amazing experiences. What what really blew my mind when I first went down was I found that the, the people I talked to would say, oh, yeah, I had this illness and I got cured, but, but now I, I just come back to feel the energy. And a lot of people were going there, not just for physical healing, but going saying, you know, how much it enlightened their lives, how, how much their lives improved when they came back. And so my experience, because I ended up writing a book, and I ended up bringing... John of God last month to Toronto, Canada live, which was amazing. Yes. Yeah, let Andrea have a talk too. Yes, indeed. Andre, do you want to add to your experience of John of God? Calls himself a spiritual medium. Now, the interesting thing is these healings, these amazing healings happen, but John of God always says that it's not him. Right. John of God says only God heals. And I had a similar experience in that I didn't have a really pressing physical um, issue when I went down to visit John of God at the Casa. Um, but I had heard about John of God for about five years, and I think I pretty much badgered you, Cindy, and all my friends about how much I wanted to go there. And uh, it, John of God uh, tapes and messages and books and everything just kept popping up all the time. And finally, I just decided... It was time to go, and you and I went together on that first trip in January of 2012. Now, t I'm going to, what, what's the procedure there at the Casa? The Casa Domignacio is a spiritual hospital. What, what, what happens? One walks into this uh, beautiful landscape, and what, what's there available for people? How does it work? Well, it's actually, it, it's just really it's a spirit that incorporates inside John of God. So when you go to see John of God, it's not actually a man that you're going to see. Mm -hmm. John of God actually incorporates the spirit into his body. It's really the spirit that you're going to see. And as you walk up in front of the spirit, they read your energy. And you can ask for things that you'd like to change in your life. And we have to ask because we have to give permission. And it can be something physical, you know, and go up and say, oh, I have a problem with my hip or my leg. But it can also be, you know, you help emotionally with a problem that I have or even financial. And as you walk up, the spirit often will just, do that right now. We'll just change your energy. But sometimes we'll say, oh, we need to do a little bit more. We need to give you a spiritual surgery. And, and if they ask you to do that, then they'll take you in another room and do it's kind of like just a meditation where they change your energy. But sometimes if people have been assigned one of these invisible spiritual surgeries, they can, if they want, volunteer for physical. Because some people say, well, I, I just can't believe that. You know, I've got a, a lump on my arm and you know, I can't believe that some kind of like prayer or meditation is going gonna, is gonna to help me. And so for the people that really need it, 
because these physical surgeries, I don't know if you've seen these you know, on YouTube and stuff, but they're completely real. He'll take people on stage and, you know, you can be two feet away and he'll literally cut them open, take out a cancer lump and, and sew them up, all with no anesthetic at all. And you see them just, you know, standing there. We, we did this DVD, John of God, Just a Man, and we actually filmed, you know, these physical surgeries and interviewed them afterwards. And, you know, they can't, they, they can't feel anything. Well, now you've already alluded to this, so I'm going to jump into this because I've read your book, Gail, and I've seen your DVD, and then I'm going to then I'm going to segue over to Andre for her experience of this because um, we've we witnessed these physical surgeries as well. So, what was you had a physical surgery? So, talk to listeners how how did that occur for you, and what was your experience? Well, you know. Um, we've been filming, we've filmed a lot of these physical surgeries and a lot of other amazing stuff that caught us through on camera. Um, the last day of filming, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you know, I've experienced everything. I, I should, what have I not experienced? I've not experienced the physical surgery. Hey, maybe I should see what that feels like. Yeah, not really the, the right thing to do. That was pretty gung-ho of, of you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I go to John God, and I, you can't really volunteer or ask for a physical surgery by going for it and I, and I said hey um, you know I, I wear reading glasses um, for the computer do you think you could fix my eyesight and really I just want to get on camera and have one of these eye scraping which is something he'll often do for all kinds of different things and he laughed at me and says yes this afternoon physical surgery because he knows exactly what my plan is and so that afternoon I go on, on the stage and I think I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be fun. Interview me beforehand. Hey, I'm going for my ass breaking. And then I go on stage, and there's all these cameras everywhere, and he starts to scrape my eye. This is the spirit that's incorporated that mm-hmm. does these physical surgeries. And as he starts to scrape my eye, at first, I don't feel anything. And then he comes back again to scrape it, and I feel everything. I mean, this was like really, you know, deep scraping my eye. This was absolute agony. And mm. in my, I'm just, I'm really shocked. I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm saying, wow, this is completely real. This guy is scraping my eyeball with a kitchen knife and this hurts. And I'm saying, this, what is going on here? I'm supposed to get this uh, spiritual anesthetic. And then finally, I actually heard them in my mind say, okay, now you can have your anesthetic. And it was like they shot me with something. They just kind of went off. You know, wound would limp, and I could feel everything. I could feel his fingers. I could feel the fan on my eye, mm-hmm. but no pain. And I think because there was still an element of doubt, you know, there was still that maybe it was just kind of lightly touching people. Maybe people were just really meditative and they could, you know, scan this. And they were showing me, oh, this is really real. This is what it's like without your anesthetic. This is what it's like with anesthetic. Um, so that was all on the DVD. Right. Your your experience. So unlike many people who have also had the experience of a physical surgery, you actually had, you t- you talk about this excruciating pain that you felt at, at this moment, and then and then it dissipated over time. Um, well, no, it was instant. It was like night and day. It was like, this is absolute agony. And then the spirit said, okay, now you can have your anesthetic. And it was like they, they shot me with something. I mean, nobody shot me with anything, but this was like the spirit... And somehow, all of a sudden, give me um, some kind of um, spiritual anesthetic, and it was like night and day. It was complete agony to, mm-hmm. oh, I can't feel anything. I can feel it, but no pain. 
and they really showed me this is what it's like. So you had that, then you had that instant relief, you're saying, from the pain. So agony to oh, relief. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was the spirit definitely showing, oh, you don't quite believe it? We'll show you that. And there was no way then after that that I believed that there was nothing, that it was slight of mind, or that, you know, people really were wishful thinking. I knew at that point that there was definitely spirits working here. There was definitely something supernatural. There's no way that that could have happened. Right, right. Uh, and, uh, I hear you. Andre, You, your experience was that you witnessed some physical surgeries. I, I did, and that was also one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Brazil. Um, because, um, you know, my skeptical mind said, well, yes, I can watch this all on YouTube, and I can listen to other people, and I can read books. But for me, Seeing's believing. So I wanted to go and actually see these physical surgeries. And they, they are pretty amazing. You never know when you're going to see one because the casa is quite crowded. I would say on any day there may be, you know, 500, 800 people going through these various lines and sitting in the current room. And you never know when the entity is going to say that he's going to do a physical surgery. You kind of have to be in the right place, you know, at the right time. But over the two trips that I'd been there, I'd seen several physical surgeries, although I never had one myself. Um, the second time I went, um, there was a, a doctor um, in my group who was from Brooklyn, and he had been there at least 10 times over the last three years, very intense. And he always, and often um, the entity will uh, say if there are any doctors in the group, they should come up to the edge of the little stage there so that they can really have a close view of what's happening. And Frank said that he had witnessed many, many physical uh, surgeries and he had been so close to the person having the operation that in some cases certain things especially in the um, you know the famous up the nose uh, operation that he could hear hear bones crunching and he was close enough so that when the spiritual anesthesia was given it was like a, a blanket over the person and he happened to be standing close enough many times where he actually could feel that that energy that was being laid over that person for the anesthesia for the physical surgery. And when you Amazing. allude to the up the nose, we say the nose job, oh, yes. no, quote yes. unquote, that's a Kelly clamp about what, seven inches or so that I've seen goes right up into a nostril. And yes. it just defies reason because you would think that there would be blood gushing out of someone's you, you nose. Would, you would think so. There was someone in my group who actually had the uh, up the nose experience. He was a, an American dentist. And he had a deviated septum, which he had been recommended by doctors that he shouldn't have operated on. And it meant that he, there was one whole side of his nose he couldn't breathe out of. And he had, you know, the up the nose thing. And he said, indeed, it didn't hurt at all. And he had the operation, I think, in the morning. And at dinner time, he was telling us how amazed he was because there was no swelling whatsoever. And he could breathe through the other side of his nose for the first time in his life perfectly. He was emailing people like Matt and his family and his colleagues and everything to tell them about how he could actually breathe through both sides of his nose. That That's interesting. So it seems to me, in what I have heard and what I've read, and Gail, in your book, um, in your your book that I read, um, John of God, Just a Man, it, it, everyone has their own um, their own experience of uh, when they pass before, whether it's the blessing or they receive a physical surgery or a spiritual surgery. And I, I want to talk about a spiritual surgery with you, Gail. W what is spiritual surgery? Well, they change your energy. I mean, this is what spiritual healing is about. We collect energy around our bodies. It could come over karmically, 
it could uh, be things, emotions that we've collected. You know, why does a person get cancer? Why does a person have even emotional, physical, but also um, just emotional problems in their life? A lot of his energy around us. And the way spiritual surgery works is the it's really a connection between us and divine thought. John of God says it's God that heals. And this is something that's available for all of us. And some people just sit and pray and they're able to cure themselves of things. Some people have faith in, you know, what do they believe, the angels or visualization. It's a connection between the person and their higher self or the other side. And the spirit world, we have a lot of spirits that will work with us and help us. And spiritual healing is when the spirit world will come in and help us to connect and they'll help to change that energy. So when I first went to front of John Garden, and, you know, I just said, well, I just like spiritual enlightenment. And he said, surgery. I thought, oh, wow, my goodness, that's a lot for just, you know, that. For spiritual. And <laughs> what did I sign on here for here? Yeah. And they actually, for me, I, I noticed they, they were coming and going, you know, because I'm a medium, so I could see them walking in. I was like, oh, wow, who are you? You know, what are you doing? And I felt them working on my chakras. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this is odd. You know, I teach Reiki, so I know about chakras, but... You know, originally I thought that was more of an Eastern thing. And uh, no, chakras are everywhere. It's our energy centers. And so they started on my base chakra, which is the energy um, around your thighs, your hips, like between your legs. Mm-hmm. That is your family area. So I felt I'm actually coming and, and I could see the spirits coming. They're working on that area. And as they're doing that, they're telling me and releasing things about my childhood. And they're telling me, think about this, think about that. Because that's where the energy stored in this area. That's why a lot of people, you know, they get extra weight on their hips and their thighs. It's stuff with their family. Then they moved up to my sacral chakra. That's the one that's just below your belly button. And that's your relationship area. So they went to my relationship area and boy, they spent like all day on that area. (laughs) (laughs) Reminding me of things and, you know, release this and remember that person, what they said, release that. And, And so I actually felt them kind of going through my body, releasing emotion and i did have uh, fibroids which is in that area and of course that's all to do with energy that's manifested from relationships and i actually felt them like working on that and releasing that so um you know spiritual energy is about changing your energy but like john god said it's it's really the it's really god he says god does the healing you know he's catholic so he says you know it's 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 what you believe and there's no there's no particular faith at the card. He just says, have an open mind, however you pray, however you believe. But, you know, be open and trust and connect in with divine thought. Right. And, and it is. It's, about, it's, an, it's an opening of your heart. And when you have a spiritual surgery and they change this energy and remove these things, well, that's why you feel amazing. So, you know, maybe you've got, um, you know, a physical problem um, and they take that away, but they're also taking away that energy. So you come back and, hey, your relationship's so much better. You feel much better because it's taking away all those negative thoughts that you've had for years and years that is energy around you. So when you have a healing, from a spiritual healing, it goes right to the source and it removes it. So, you know, sometimes people, they have cancer and they'll have it removed. And then a few years later, it comes back. And that's because the energy was never removed. The reason you got it in the first place was never removed. When you have a spiritual healing, the energy has changed. So it's no longer there anymore. But it's important also to, when you come back, to change your lifestyle and to 
Because if you go back into that negative thinking, then you, you can create something again. And so John of God says, you know, don't just go back to your old lifestyle or whatever created it. You know, try to keep that. And that's why people go back for visit, just to just to feel good and, and be in that energy again. So they it's stay... Like they they stay in this energy to, or want to return to the casa to receive this energy, um, to to work in layers, to, to continue to make the changes in their lives, and to keep going forward with their commitment to their own, well, their own soul's journey. Is that a fair? Well, you know, as we go through life, we have these negative thoughts that we do all the time. You know, uh, when you think about old relationships that you've had, you look back and say, "Oh, that person, they were really crappy," uh, but I send them love and light. You know, and I, I was completely given. No, we don't. We look back and we go, I can't believe that person said that. And, you know, it could be 20 years later and we're still bothered about something our mom said or our dad said or, you know, some person at work said. And that is energy that we have got around us. That when that event or that trigger or somebody else mentions that, it comes up for us again, we get emotionally triggered about it. You know, people have scarred relationship problems for years and years and years. And that stuff is not good. It eventually festers and can become something physical, but it at least will bother us emotionally. Right. And we all do it. It's part of life. We all have it. And that is when, you know, that energy shifts yes. and that can leave you. Yes. But we go back to our life and we start again arguing with our spouse or mom or whatever it is. And, you know, it can return. So we've got to be, make sure that we, you know, we, we work and we keep trying to release and forgive as much as we can and try to keep that energy away. Oh, well, Andre, I want to ask you, because I know that you uh, had, we had talked, you had a, a spiritual surgery. I believe you had more than one. What was your experience yes. of spiritual surgery? Well, I, I think what Gail is saying cannot cannot be emphasized enough, because it is about changing this energy. And sometimes I suspect it's a very um, simple thing, but as human beings, we have trouble allowing ourselves to sort of come back into balance. And I I think that's what it really is. Um, My experience with the spiritual surgery um, was that uh, we, there were many of us and kind of sitting in rows of pews and we were there, I'm not sure exactly how long, but we were told to put our hands over our hearts and that the entities would address nine nine different uh, ailments or parts of the body or I don't know, something. But I can remember about the only thing I was feeling, besides being hot, because there were a lot of people in there and it's pretty warm in Brazil in January, um, but I remember my hand getting extremely hot over my heart, and I thought that was kind of an unusual sensation. But the thing that really blew me away was that I was, we were sitting so close together that you were touching the person next to you. Um, so my my arm was up against um, this Brazilian woman sitting next to me, and I didn't know her at all, and we all have our eyes closed. But um, a few minutes into the spiritual surgery, her body began to vibrate. And I, this is not uh, a kind of like what you would do if you were shivering or you're, you know, it, it wasn't like that. It was like a mechanical vibration. And I just thought that was totally amazing. I have no idea what was going on with her, but it was very, very definite that this was happening. And I felt like part of the reason it was happening to her, or maybe part of the reason why I was sitting next to her was that I could experience this through her. And I, I thought that was amazing. Um, 
I, I couldn't say that I actually felt something happen to my body, but proof that something did happen is that they tell you afterwards you need to spend 24 hours in bed. Um, you can eat your meals and you can get up to go to the bathroom, but you're basically supposed to be in bed, sleeping, no knitting, no reading, no anything. And I'm a very active person. And I thought, this will drive me crazy. I, I'm not sure I can do this. I've never done this ever in my life. Well, I was so exhausted. I was so tired that when I got in my bed, I, I, I just was blissfully sleeping or semi-conscious or whatever. And during that time, I could feel this very light, I kept wanting to have some kind of physical sensation. I kept feeling this very light, um, almost pinching on my cheek. And it would happen every once in a while, just this little plucking on my cheek. And I've since had that even being home here during meditations. And I think it's almost a, it's a, a letting me know that the entities are, as they say, they travel with you after you're, you're at the casa for sure. I definitely have a special signal from the spirits in the casa. You know, I feel spirits coming in around me, but the ones from the casa are very, very strong. And I feel fingers on my temples. I know it's not really fingers, it's like electricity, but that is my signal. And after I had the spiritual surgery, I stayed in my room for the 24 hours. And then after I came out, every maybe half an hour, I feel them, they touch me. And they, it would be like, okay, now it's time to lay down, we're gonna work on you. So it wasn't like they were working on me the whole time. They would come in, I feel them, and they'd be like, okay. And I'd be in the middle of a sentence at dinner, and I'd be like, okay, guys, I gotta go lay down. And this got less and less, and then it was only, you know, every few hours. And then, you know, now I'm back in L.A. I will feel them once in a while, and it's that same feeling on my temples. I know that those particular spirits coming around and working with me. And I take clients to see John of God, and many, many of them have spiritual surgery. Some of them are brave and have even physical ones. Um, and a lot of them, when they're in the room, they'll have to think, oh, I can't, I can't do this. I'm not going to have to lay in my bedroom for 24 hours. And they just zonk right out. They have absolutely, you know, they go in their room, come in to give them blessed soup, and they're zoring away. And, they're, you know, they, they spirits can work on us when we're more relaxed and we're tired. Um, and so they do it. They, you know, they put us out. And I've noticed I've had a couple of surprise physical surgeries, spiritual surgeries, where I have gone to John of God and he said, okay, I'm going to give you a spiritual surgery right now. And it, what made sense was, the night before, I could not sleep at all. And I was up all night talking with them and, you know, communing with them. And I'm thinking, I, I need my sleep. And then sure enough, the next morning, I had a spiritual surgery and then they knocked me out. So it's like, oh, they do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so You're... when I'm down in Brazil and I can't sleep, I know that something's going on the next day. I'm going to be sleeping all day. Yes, that something's going to happen. If you've just joined us now, you're listening to WERU 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming, WERU.org. And uh, this is Cynthia Swan. My special uh, today is about spiritual healing. And, and specifically, I'm talking with uh, Gail Thackeray, who wrote the book, um, John of God, Just a Man, and also has a DVD out, and also just hosted a very large event in March, uh, this last March in Toronto. And also uh, my colleague and also host of Esoter uh, one of the writers for Esoterica and uh, co-host of Healthy Options, Andre Bella. So, um, so let me let me ask you. So we've talked about the physical aspects of surgery and the spiritual aspects of surgery. Um, I, I want to ask you both: What does it feel like? What did it feel like 
to literally be at the casa. So you're talking about your your little bit when we'll talk more about the experience after you leave the casa, but but what's the experience of what it feels like when you're immersed in two weeks in this center that is considered to be a, a vortex center uh, on a crystal structure uh, in Abidjani in this very small town in Brazil, dirt roads. What does it feel like to be at the casa? Well, for me, you know, I was already teaching mediumship. So I, I send spirits around me and get messages. When I stepped off that plane and I got to that little tiny town, it is like there are thousands of them right there, um, so much closer than anywhere else. And, you know, even my clients that, you know, say, well, I'm not really psychic or anything, a lot of them start seeing people and feeling them. And you just feel this tremendous amount of love. So, you know, I can actually feel like these spirits are walking next to me and talking to me and loving me. But everybody will say, there's just kind of this air of love there. It's just this amazing feeling. And, you know, you can ask John of God about all kinds of things. And the thing that impressed me the most out of all this, seeing all the physical surgery, doing all that stuff, I think my second or third day, I went, I was down in Brazil. I went in front of John of God and I asked him, about a business. I told him, I've got this problem with a business and would like to know if you can give me some advice on my business, which you can do. So I walk up to him, of course not him, it's a great spirit, and I have this um, business. So it was a business I had in Los Angeles. And as I walk up in front of him, he goes, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, go sit in med- meditation. Um, yeah, I'll uh, fix it for you. And I'm thinking, that's it? You know, like, I thought he was going to do something. Um, touch me, you know, say something, you know. And he didn't, because, you know, we want to, like, do me, touch me, fix me. <laughs> so I'm sitting there in the meditation room, actually just a little, uh, he just did a little, like, a five-minute closing little prayer, and then you leave, and that's where I was. And I'm honestly, I'm not in that mode at all. I'm thinking, well, you don't really tell me much about my business, thinking an answer. I wonder what that means. Yeah, I thought I was going to get something. Completely not in the right zone at all. And it was like this column of white light came down from the ceiling and this loving feeling came over me that was so incredibly strong uh it was so powerful i just started crying with happiness and i was just sitting in this light just completely pinned back and overwhelmed by this feeling and this voice came to me not like mediumship but like a man standing right there next to me and the voice said but what is your higher purpose you know, feel about all this stuff that you're thinking about. This, this feeling, this, this connection. This is what, this is what we all strive for. This is where it's at. This is what it feels like. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I want to share this with people. Mm-hmm. And this voice came back and said, so be it. And it sounds really corny, but that day I felt like it was the first time ever that I talked to God in there. And, and and it seems like such a little minor thing, but that to me was the most powerful, powerful feeling. And, you know, I hear other people say I had a past, I had a, a near-death experience, uh, or I had this, you know, thing was major in my life, and I, I felt, you know, I connected to God, and it was an amazing feeling. And I've heard several people say that while they were at the casa down there, they had something similar, they had that little moment that was just, you know, completely overwhelming joy. And when you feel that feeling, you say, wow, there's nothing better. And when I came back from the casa, um, 
I put out an email to my group saying, you know, I'm doing my usual social, come over, I'm going to talk about this guy, John of God. Nothing special in my email. And the phone rings, this lady says, uh, I got your email, and I don't know what happened, but this column of white light came down, and I felt this amazing feeling, and, you know, now my, my hand's working, hasn't been, you know, I've had a problem with it for years. And then I get an email from another lady that says, I opened the email, I don't know what happened, but I got this white column of light came down, I felt this feeling, and now that's why I'm feeling my back. I do this pretty social with my, normally it's like 20 or 30 people, and like 120 people show up, count in park the cars, and they're all kind of saying the same thing. I don't know what happened, but I felt this amazing energy. So somehow, like were you a conduit for that, that energy? Was that it, Gail? Sorry, excuse I me. I don't just... really know. It's like, you know, these people, just because I had put this out, this message, and they were coming to see, you know, some clips and photos about John of God, and they felt it. They felt the energy from in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Almost like, you know, these groups want to help us. And um, I won't be surprised if there are people at home from your show listening that say, I feel it. I feel them coming. I feel this energy. Mm-hmm. I've had people have said they read my book or they saw the DVD and they felt this energy working with them. I had a, I had a woman say, I had your book. I just started reading it, put it next to my bed. And in the middle of the night, I felt this strange sensation, like fingers coming around me. And I felt this warmth in my back. And I got up. And I feel amazing. I don't have this problem anymore. I don't have that. And and it's like these groups want to connect with people. And if we just are open, we see them on a TV show. We they have a crystal from the casa. We we just have a little connection where we say, I want to know more about him. I want to be connected. And it's right there. So it's that these these helping spirits abound, and they're all around us. But it, it's, again, I, it sounds like people have to say yes, that they'll open to that energy. Yeah, and it just, you know, it'll pop in. And that's why people, they'll see him on Oprah, and then they'll see an article about him, and then they'll hear him on your radio show. And all of a sudden, they're like, I'm getting the message here. Mm-hmm. And they start feeling it. And they have and, an experience. And, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Andre, what, what, what about you? You, you were at well, the I, Casa for a couple of weeks now. You've been there several times what what was your experience well I, I can relate to what Gail just said about you know you you uh, hear something on a radio show or then you uh, you know, read something in a book or you see something on a TV show and these things kind of start happening and I'm a person that experiences energy and I I suppose a you know, maybe a more subtle way, but that certainly did start happening to me over quite a few years and then I just was curious about going there when I got there, I would honestly have to say I didn't really feel any particular energy there that was any different. I mean, I I lead a, a very um, a very happy life. I have considered myself sort of a, a happy spiritual workhorse uh, probably since the day I was born, and that's where I'm I'm happy being. And I just like to know what my job assignment is, and I'm happy doing the work. Um, so I kind of maybe live in a little more atmosphere. So when I got there, I didn't, I didn't feel the energy in perhaps such a strong way, but there were times when you absolutely couldn't deny it. For instance, my experience with the um, spiritual operation, both with the woman who was vibrating and also my own, you know, sleeping and feeling, feeling them touching my cheek. And I had another thing happen where I went to a crystal bed. We haven't talked about those yet, but um, a crystal bed is a, a bed that you lie down on and there are uh, seven crystals that are uh, each one focused at a different chakra. 
And you are in these crystal beds for, you know, about 20 minutes. And I remember going and having a couple of crystal bed sessions and really saying in the back of my mind, I'm not really, I'm not really sure anything's happening. I mean, I hope something's happening, but I'm not really sure. And I think it, you see, I think on my first trip there, that was very much for me about just getting to know the procedure of the place and how things operate and the current room where, and we haven't really talked about that either, but you have hundreds of people meditating while these lines of people are going in front of John of God. Um, so I think my first trip was just for me and my slow learner thing of just feeling comfortable and getting acquainted. And the second time I went was, uh, was somewhat different. And I did have a very unusual experience with the crystal beds in that I was lying there on, on this bed and all of a sudden I, I was thinking about something rather emotional and I think I had been crying a little bit. Um, and I noticed that my teeth were chattering and I assumed that was because it was an emotional thing and I'd been crying. But then I realized I wasn't crying anymore, and my teeth were chattering. And I kind of got into it as kind of like, let's ride the wave and see where this goes. And my teeth just went totally out of control. As a matter of fact, I remember thinking through the walls, the walls are kind of thin, there was someone mopping the floor on the other side of this wall. And I was wondering if, if she could hear my, my teeth banging together because <laughs> it, was, it was so loud. And then after I got out of the crystal bed, I went to the kind of lookout meditation site, and I was just meditating, and, and it started happening again. And this was not like the vibration of the woman in the spiritual surgery because that was like a mechanical vibration. This was like your teeth chattering if you were freezing cold. Um, so to me, I needed those real physical experiences to say, well, something really is different here. Um, and. And I think this is an excellent question, and I know we're going to go into what happens afterwards, but for me, the two are tied together. Because sometimes, if you're in a nice, warm, comfortable room, um, you don't know what cold is until you go out in the blasting cold, and then you go, oh, it really was warm in there. And that was also a part of my experience. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> it, there's so many crazy things that happen. It, it, you know, I take clients down there, and I've had them... You know, standing in line, they wanted something to do with their mouth, and they said, "My mouth's moving. I feel, I feel my, I feel my jaw opening." Um, I've had people, you know, say they step out, and then a minute later they're not there. They've, they've lost something. They've lost their airline ticket because they were supposed to stay an extra week, and then their airline ticket shows up. It just, you just have to kind of be open. Yeah, and, you know, even people that don't actually go down there. I mean, wonderful to go down there and be there, but you know, not everybody can get down there. And like Wayne Dyer sent a photograph down to John of God and was healed. And I take with me, I, when I go, I take my entire email list. So anybody that's listening, if they want to send me your email, I will take it with me. And what I do is I take my entire list in front of John of God and I'll say, I'll email people and say, I'm going to be there. Uh, my next week is actually in June. And I'll say, okay, I'm going to be there next week. And people will just kind of tune in and feel like, oh, maybe they've even completely forgotten I'm there. And they'll say, wow, did you do something at, you know, Thursday at, at 2 o'clock LA time? And, and they'll, they'll look, and they'll, yeah, sure enough, I was in current at the Casa. Mm -hmm. And they've felt that connection, that energy, just from having their name on my list. And so, me taking the list to the triangles and to John of God. And I take pictures of people. Somebody's got, you know, something really, you know, physical issue or even a very strong emotional issue. I'll actually take a photograph down to John of God and you'll often prescribe herbs. And these herbs, you know, the herbs don't really have any particular medicinal value. They are uh, pathoflora, which they grow by the waterfall there. 
um, but he puts energy into these herbs and prescribes them to the person. And I take people's photos down there, and he'll often prescribe herbs, and, you know, they haven't even been, and whatever it is they ask for gets cured. And I've had people, as soon as they give me their photograph, this works. I had this lady that she came to me, and she said, I have fourth-stage liver cancer. It's completely unoperable because it's spread throughout my liver. They can do nothing, and they're not really telling me, but I think I've only got a few weeks. And I said, well, you know, I'm not going to be on a God for another, like, three months, but if you want to, you know, give me a photograph, I will put it in my little triangle that I have from John of God, and, and we'll tell them that you're coming. And so um, she gave me a photograph. I did my little Reiki thing and, uh, you know, said a little prayer of the Spirit. And I, and it was uh, later that I, you know, I was going, I contacted, and she goes, oh, no, no, I'm completely healed now. And I said, well, how about she said, well, a week after she gave me the photograph, she went to see her regular um, doctor, and the doctor came out and said, I don't know what happened, but now the, all the cancer cells have encapsulated into three separate tumors. So you still have the cancer, but it's in three separate tumors. We can actually operate and take them out. And they rushed her right to emergency surgery, took out these three tumors, and the cancer was completely gone. Now, Gail, some people listening to this are going to say, well... That could have just been a coincidence or that could have just been, um, you know, that might have that might have happened anyway. What what was this woman's response? Did she and what, what's your what's your response to that statement? Well, this woman, she said the doctor said basically the same thing. You know, she the doctor said, wow, I mean, I've never seen anything like this. I just said, you know, the body does amazing things. And she laughed as if she said, yeah, yeah, their body does amazing things. I know exactly what happened. She never told him, I don't think. And, you know, Donna God says, don't stop going to the doctors. Spiritual energy can actually work with the doctor, like in this case. And they, you know, all of a sudden you can find the right doctor or a different procedure that works for you. So you don't stop anything, you know, medical. We don't, and that's important for people to know that, you know, you don't stop doing what you're doing. And yeah, maybe sometimes it is coincidence, but you know when it happens over and over again. Um, but you know who, who cares? I mean, John of God is a very humble man, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't say, okay, well, you know, I want the credit for healing that person or that person. It just matters that you know it's done. Right. So, right. He so never takes credit. Well, who gets the credit? Let the doctor get the credit. It's just it's just more important that you know the healing is done, no matter how it works, and. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't work exactly how you think it's going to work. Sometimes it does come in some other completely different way. Well, and sometimes people uh, don't get a healing and they and they pass. They cross over. They die. Um, and yeah. and and um, I have heard that that the entities uh, or that the re- response to that is um you know sometimes i've heard different responses sometimes the body the physical body sometimes gets so ravaged it 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 just the vehicle can't come back so to speak or that it's time for them to cycle through and and uh pass and the sense of spiritualism there is that it's cycles of the soul people come back it's there's not one shot at a lifetime Um, yeah and you know I've had people say, well, you know, um, they, did, they didn't, it didn't cure them. They did end up passing, but, you know, their, their life, the end, they felt so much better. And it really helped them. It helped them to have more peace before they crossed. They were not in so much pain. Um, and 
And so, yeah, it doesn't always, you know, maybe it is their time. Um, there, there are also many, John, well, John of God will also uh, tell people that they have to come back numerous times. So there are people that may, you know, we don't want to give people the impression that some people may just go there once and have a miraculous cure. Um, but probably more often, the experience is that someone goes and John of God might say, well, you need to come back here five times, or you need to come back here seven times. Or I, I, I you know, remember that, that one story about, uh, I think maybe it was Gail, it might have been in your book, um, uh, the woman mm -hmm. who uh, John of God said, how many times are you willing to come back? And she said, as many times as it, as it takes. And he, he, she was healed right there on the spot. Um, so I think a lot of this is, uh, I, don't, I'm, I don't pretend to totally understand this, but I do believe that it is about energy. And our job as human beings is learning how to allow that energy to heal us and, and how to allow us to heal ourselves. And some of us are just better at that than other people. And I think that yeah, you meditation be, you is a very important part of this. In your healing. I mean, sometimes it just happens to you, you know, whether you believe in it or not, it just happens to you. But I really think that what really is going to help you and, and, and help make it more successful is if you understand and, and, and accept that you've done this. Yes, absolutely. Somehow, that you've mm -hmm. created this, that you had some lesson, right. that, yes. you know, you've now finished with having this lesson enough. And, you know, when I take clients to Brazil, you know, they uh, will kind of guide them. I'll, you know, take them in front of John of God and they'll get the healing. But, you know, sometimes I have to also tell them, well, think about it. When, you're, when you've had a spiritual surgery and you're laying there in your bedroom, think about why you might have this. Or if you can't exactly pinpoint why you have this problem, you have no idea. Well, then start looking through your life and what emotions are you still holding on to. Yes. I, and I've had, mm -hmm. I've had people that are like, okay, yeah, I had the spiritual healing. And, okay, so now I should be fixed. And, you know, they've got this very practical right. outlook. And then they'll say, okay, and then, you know, we'll go into what are you holding on to? And I might pick up something psychically. And there was one client I picked up about um, with her with her brother. She was holding on to this, you know, grudge with her brother. And at first, you know, I guess I had a spiritual healing, and yes, now it's done, and now I'm going to do this. Very, very practical. I said, okay, you need to release this, this stuff. That's what's going on with your brother? And she finally let out and started crying, you know, and probably hadn't released this emotion in, in years and years and years. And then when she finally realized wow, I have been holding on to this stuff. I did have something going on here. And that was when she showed remarkable improvement. So some people have to come back again and again. Some people have to stay there a little longer because I think it's because it takes them longer, not because the spirits are not powerful enough. John of God is not powerful enough. I think they can receive a healing instantly, but some of us don't accept it. We, we don't think we've done anything. And I think the more we can be open to saying that there's a reason I created this, there's maybe a lesson in here, Okay, and I give permission now to release that and to let it go. If you've just joined us, you're listening to um, a Healthy Options Special on Spiritual Healing, and we're focusing particularly on the journeys my two guests have um, taken and had with uh, John of God in Abajani, Brazil. This is WERU 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming WERU.org. And I'm Cynthia Swan, and my guest, Gail Thackeray, is the author of John of God, Just a Man, among other books, actually, because you're also the author of How to Talk 
talk to your pets about animal communication. And my other guest is um, my esteemed colleague, Andre Bella, who also hosts, um, co-hosts Healthy Options and is a writer uh, and uh, for Esoterica, a short feature on WERU. All right, now we've skirted around, well, we haven't skirted it. You, I, I feel that you have literally, what I'm picking up from both of you is you're both saying any illness in this lens uh, has to do with uh, the need to heal spiritually and the need to heal one's emotions. Now, the other thing that Andre started to, to touch on and you have um, alluded to as well is uh, meditation. And I'd like to, in the, in the time remaining, I'd like to kind of shift the to, to that area because that seemed to be something that was highly regarded at the Casa, that that was a very important component of one's healing is meditation. I would say it is It is your work. Um, any number of times you go before the entity, and the entity will say, now go do your work. And what that means is to go sit in the current room. And the current room is simply the place where people go to meditate. And this meditation is going on all the time that the people are going in the lines in front of the entity. And the idea of the current room, and the reason why they're calling it the current room, is that um, the people that are meditating there are providing or helping to transfer energy um, for the purpose of helping the entity perform the work that's being done and also for uh, helping themselves because, you know, our work is to heal ourselves. Our work is to sit down and really meditate and examine and, as, as Gail was saying, really look at the root causes that physical illnesses are basically symptoms of a deeper spiritual or emotional problem that needs to be addressed. And meditation is is the way of doing this so that when you go to John of God, you spend many hours a day meditating. Gail, what's your response? I think that we all could uh, benefit from doing a lot more meditation uh, when we're at home. We're, often, we're always looking for cure outside ourselves. Going to people and saying, fix me, heal me, you know, heal me. And really, we've got to participate in our health more. And a lot of the ways we get answers is to sit and meditate. We have, we have a spirit guide that is ours that's around once we were born. We have other spirits that will help us. When we sit and we meditate, and it could be, there must be some, you know, some, you know, chant or anything. I mean, when we sit and pray, when we sit and we have a quiet moment, when we're walking around in nature and being with our animals and we get kind of that state, we are connecting more to the higher self, we're connecting with God, if you believe in God. And the more time we spend in that kind of reflection, um, we're, we're, we're asking for the help from the other side, and we forget to ask, we forget that there are, you know, energies that can help us. We pray for our friends, we pray for our loved ones, but we forget to ask for ourselves. And they're not really allowed to interfere with us if we haven't asked. So they're looking down and saying, well, she's got this problem in her life, but, you know, she's bashing her head against the wall, but we're not really allowed to interfere. Maybe she needs a little bit more financial stress. You know, maybe she needs to learn a little bit more from that. We have to be actively involved. And that's the way we do it, is through meditation and to, to get quiet and go inside ourselves um, or through prayer and, and to put it out there and say, you know, I need some answers to what's going on. And we might not immediately get them right there and then, but maybe a little later that day we'll be at work and somebody will say something to us and we'll say, well, that's the answer to my question or that's what I've been thinking about. Or something comes up on you know, TV or in a magazine 
and they kind of put these messages. And I think the more in tune we can be with ourselves and with the world around us, the spiritual world, the more we realize, wow, I have this whole other world that's helping us. So are you like saying... We're going around physically completely you know, ignoring the help that we have, but we really do have a connection that is ours, that we can just sit and, and spend time in meditation and receive answers, and we can ask, hey, I've got this illness, I've got this problem in my life, can you help me release it? And when you start to do that, you start to notice that things go away or, or things are put in your path to help you. Is this true for people even if they don't believe in God or or in um, in in you know in that realm in in the divine? Is is this is this? Yeah, I think most people believe that it, there is some kind of supreme being, there is something out there, there is some kind of energy. Or if not, you know, I'm sure they believe in the subconscious or the higher self, and that's what we're talking about. You know, many people, you know, they sit and they pray to God. And, and that, you know, if that's what you believe in, or some people say, I believe in the angels, um, or, you know, I'll just, you know, sit quietly and ask your higher self. But I'm sure most people think that there is something other than just them. And that is what we're talking about that is available to us and that, you know, can help us. I, th- I think it's actually true whether you believe anything or not. I think it's just the way it is. And I, I think Gail said a vo- very poignant thing when she said we, we go around um, not being connected to ourselves. And if you really think about that statement, it sounds totally absurd. I mean, not being connected to yourself, that's the most unnatural thing that could ever be. And yet we spend so much of our lives doing exactly that, being disconnected from ourselves. So our natural state of being for every human being, no matter what your belief is, is to be connected to yourself. And the more we get connected to ourselves, then the the better we're going to feel, the happier we're going to be, and the healthier physically we're going to be also in body, mind, and spirit. And I think that meditation really is the very simplest way. And one thing that I really liked about meditation at the CASA, I think more and more people, 10 years ago, if you meditated, people thought you were a little wacky. And now it's become really quite mainstream uh, in very many ways. Um, and there are so many different methods of meditation. And what I like, and maybe this is my, my Quaker background coming out here, but I found this also at the CASA. Um, they basically say, sit down and be quiet. And end of story. You know, if, if you want to use some special technique that you have or you know or whatever, but it's not necessary. It's just about sitting down and being quiet and observing yourself and noticing how you feel. And that's pretty simple. And I believe that that's our natural state. And when we do that, we're in balance and things go well with us. And Gail, what's your response in, in terms of meditation? Uh, how, how do you... F- uh, how do you meditate and how do you, I mean, I, you, you're, and, and I also want to ask you, you're a medium um, and mm-hmm. you have these mediumship abilities. So the other question I have is um, some people listening might say, well, you know, she has these like special abilities. Do, do you think everyone can cultivate or have or has these special abilities or and, and also um, does that make meditation easier or or, um, you know, or, or does it is your meditation different in the, the way that you do it? You know, I, I did not have any. I wasn't psychic. I didn't grow up psychic. You know, I thought people that were psychic, you know, they had a certain talent, but they were a little weird. 
and I was completely normal until I was about 40 and I had this um, life-testing experience where all of a sudden I, you know, could talk with spirits on the other side. But I think that we all can do this. We all get little intuition. We feel our loved ones are in spirit. We, we sense it around us. And then we think, oh, oh, that was just my imagination. Or we see a little flash of light and we turn around and there's nothing there. And we can get different. Some people are more visual and they actually might even see spirits, but that's very rare. And then there are people that are more sensitive, presentient. Those are the people that feel everything and they kind of have a knowing and they can get a little upset by, by energies. And that they need a little bit more protection and that's simply like put white light around me. And then the people get more messages. And, and, and those people, it's harder because you think you're making it up. And you, if you're more, if you get messages, you, you might start by getting ringing in the right ear, and that's really spirit telling you. And I teach people how to get quiet and to connect in. And we do that in the same way to connect with your loved ones or to connect with your spirit guides. It is a kind of a form of meditation where we just get quiet and we, we get in that kind of zone where they can come in and talk to us. Because they're there, we're just busy running around all the time. Our energies, you know, we have to kind of, I, I have to switch on. I'm not like that all the time. I have to switch on and get a little bit quiet. And I say that meditation doesn't have to be any great special thing. Again, just sitting quietly. People get hung up on this, like, oh, I don't know how to meditate. And I see this kind of way people meditate. Maybe I should take a class on meditation. It really is just about, you know, sitting quiet. And uh, where I teach meditation, where I teach them to connect to a spirit is to get quiet and just envision that their loved ones are coming in. And um, we do some kind of little exercises. But a lot of it is more that they have this ability there and it's just releasing the blocks that they have and enabling them to, to feel the loved ones coming in. And I believe that everybody can do it. And when I do classes and people are amazed, like, wow, I, you know, I, I never could feel this and I feel it. We all can. Gail, if listeners want to get a hold of you, what is your contact information for them? Well, my website is just my my name, gailthackray.com, G-A-I-L-T-H-A-C-K-R-A-Y.com. My email is on there. It's events at gailthackray.com. So if anybody wants to like give me their email, I will take it when I go in June with a group. Um, my books are on my site and my DVDs on my site, but also you can go to Amazon. Um, I have a book called Gail Thackeray's Spiritual Journeys Visiting John of God, which is the one that you were talking about, John of God, Just a Man. But that's a, a version that I made especially for the for John of God, for the Casa, and for the event we did in Toronto. So the same one is Gail Thackeray's Spiritual Journeys Visiting John of God, and it's on Amazon. But again, my 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 site is just my name, Gail Thackeray, G-A-I-L-T-H-A-C-K-R-A-Y.com, and they can find that there. And they could also <clears throat> inquire about going with you on a group if they desired. Is that the case? Yes, I say I'm taking a group in June. I'm taking a group in, in December. Um, would love to have them. Um, and also then if they, if they, if they have a, a certain ailment that's really specific and they want you know, some help, I can take a photograph down there and do them a distant healing, but all that information is on my side. Thanks, Gail. And, and Andre, quickly, Andre will be back tomorrow.
Yes, uh, I have a healthy option show tomorrow that I'm very stoked about. I hope you all join me tomorrow at 10 o'clock when I interview Jenny Phillips, who is a psychotherapist and creator of the very much acclaimed documentary called uh, The Dhamma Brothers, a film about the use of Vipassana meditation in a maximum security prison in Alabama. So please join me tomorrow on Healthy Options at 10 o'clock. And thanks for listening. Thank you, Amy Brown. And thank you, Gail and Andre, for being my guests.